Hey guys, welcome back to the NASCAR here. This is Michael. Go on. Good to over a double header weekend as we head for Daytona. This Saturday, finishing up my first day of school. Well, let's kick right in with the Geico restart zone doubling, double the serving at Dover. Hosted by artists only on Apple Music. Hey everyone, welcome to the Geico Restart Zone. This week, two races from Dover International Raceway, uh, which is always awesome. Dover puts on great races, exciting races, uh, tremendous, tremendously stressful for the drivers. The Choose Rule. The Choose Rule has been a very good addition and, and gives drivers a chance to make something happen. I'm always good with making something happen. You go to the Geico Restart Zone. Incredible job on the bottom by Matt Kinsett to keep pace with Austin Dillon. But that outside lane through the middle of one and two just works. It works better. It overcomes. It, it, that outside lane is an advantage. You have to be so much better on the bottom to make it work. But look at behind what's, what went on in the front. There's constant racing. These restarts are crazy. Three wide at Dover. That's not going to work. Somebody's going to have to give smart decision right there for Ryan Blaney. Just getting out of there, uh, saving himself to race another day. That was the right thing to do. So the restarts at Dover are, are so intense because uh, even with this low downforce package, and we saw drivers slide all around all day long, you, it's still hard to pass. So you've got to get it done on new tires. Let's move forward. Race two, lap 39. Once again, drivers choosing which lane they want to be in. Why is that important? Why does that matter at Dover? At Dover, when you're on that bottom lane on the restart and you start to accelerate, the bottom lane, for some reason, doesn't have as much rear grip because the outside lane is the control lane is the one reason, and he launches first, and the guy on the bottom is trying to anticipate that. And they tend to spend their retires because they're trying to go to the throttle too quick. And then when you get to turn one, the top seems to work because on the bottom, you pinch your car off a little bit. You have to turn the steering wheel a little bit harder than the guy on the top, and that sometimes just finds the car up, doesn't let it roll through the corner quite as quickly. Now look at this restart. Harvick did exactly what we said was so difficult to do. He entered turn one right next, right next to Jimmy Johnson. That launch that he got late in that race, that was huge. Now that was aided by the fact that Jimmy Johnson had older left side tires. And an older left rear tire, when you're trying to accelerate, doesn't have the grip that a newer tire has. So some of that acceleration was benefited by that. Great gamble to put Jimmy Johnson in front of the pack. So this weekend we go to Daytona. There's a ton on the line, the last race of the regular season. You can win this race, and you're in the playoffs. And think about the guys on that bubble of making the playoffs. They need great performances, and we know Daytona is crazy. You never know what's going to happen. And add to the list that in this weekend's race, at road courses and at the super speedways, you cannot choose your lane. There is no choose rule down there, so you're going to be lined up exactly how you're running. It'll be crazy to watch how that impacts the race and ultimately impacts who makes the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's not a plus right now. Oh, if you don't like me. How about a backseat driver? Whose bubble will burst at Daytona? They've learned to savor the moments that were always there. And they never tasted this good. Um, okay, so 
We do know that the last couple of weeks, when you're not talking about Harvick and Hamlin, however, you're talking about the bubble and those last four guys to make it into the NASCAR playoffs. Three names that we're looking at right now for Daytona. And, oh, yeah, Daytona's a wild card. So who in the world knows what's going to happen there? But we're looking at William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, and Matt Benedetto. Guys, I have one week for my championship pick to make it into the playoffs. So uh, I don't think Jimmy Johnson is fine. Yeah, Jimmy should be a little concerned. Although when we were headed into Dover, he was a few points to the good. We leave Dover, he's a few points out. He and his teammate, William Byron, have kind of been playing hopscotch along that line. But if we're looking at Benedetto, Jimmy, and, and William, I think Benedetto's going to fare the best at Daytona. Grant, he doesn't have the finishes that uh, he should, but he's always fast. He's always at the front of the field. I think he's going to have some good luck on his side for some reason this coming weekend. I think Jimmy gets in by a hair. I think William's out. There's a chance both of them might not get in. You got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. sitting back there who has won at Daytona in the summer. You've got Eric Jones who's won at Daytona in the summer. You know, there are some, I don't think those guys are necessarily wild cards. They're a little bit of a dark horse just because of the performance as of late. But then again, it's Daytona. Anything can happen here. Um, but to Kim's point, you know, William Byron is not mm. the best here. Jimmy Johnson is okay, but what have we been saying about Jimmy all year? He's got to stay out of his own way at this racetrack. Uh, I don't know how you play stage points. Oh, sorry about up the scroll. Well, let's continue. You know, how about on a backseat drivers? Who's better? Hamlin or Harvick? We talked about this Hey, race fans, welcome into another episode of Backseat Drivers. I'm Alex Weaver, and I'm going to be joined by Kim Coon and Jonathan Merriman. Guys, we have talked about Harvick versus Hamlin so many times this year. If I had a dollar for every time we said it, we'd all be sitting on some tropical vacation right now and not having to worry about work. But uh, they sweep the weekend in the doubleheader. It's pretty wild that the two best cars in the field right now take Saturday and Sunday show. Punch, counter, punch. That's what we're seeing week in and week out. It's a, it's a heavyweight title fight. Um, and, you know, it's funny to think that you know, there are going to be 16 more guys in the ring with them throughout the next 10 races after we get out of Daytona. But unless somebody does something that they haven't been able to do, I don't see anybody going to beat these two guys. It's going to be them all the way down to Phoenix. Um, but it's, it's unbelievable how much they are the class of the field and how confident those two guys are and their crew chiefs. They show up to the, they, they expect to run one, two every week. They're definitely in a different playing field than the rest of the teams. I mean, each of them has at least double the wins the next time Stryver has, which is Keselowski with three. So it's crazy. Denny, obviously six wins, Harvick seven. I don't think anything stops them. Maybe you have one or two cars that can play some sort of catch up before the end of the season. Cause obviously we have four spots in the championship four, but I think it'd be hard to bet against either of the two of them. I would like to remind Merriman though, that a few weeks ago, he was a little worried about Denny. Um, <laughs> granted it's been three or four weeks since he said that, but there was a point where Merriman was concerned about Denny Hamlin here, here's why I'm not concerned about Denny anymore. I 
I'm I'm very concerned about Denny on mile and a half, but there are he has enough bonus points and there are enough there's enough variety of racetrack as we get through out this stretch that I think he will be fine. And once we get to Phoenix, um, you know, it's going to be hard to beat Harvick there. I know as of late, it's it's just not his place. But um, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm worried about Denny at the mile and a half. So I don't think you have to worry about him through the playoffs. Denny is fine. He's fine. No, like you mentioned that when you say like Kyle Busch is fine or Clint Boyer right now is fine. Denny Hamlin is not fine. Denny Hamlin. We might as well paint him a map to victory lane at Phoenix. I don't. By the way, you 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 kind of were hesitant about Denny at Phoenix. I know Harvick is in a different league when we get to Phoenix, but Denny recently at Phoenix has been fine. Is not even the word to use. He's been good. Not in the fall. Yeah, when your wife asks how she looks before you got to go out to dinner, don't say fine. (laughs) Wait, let's continue. What? What else can we do? I know, another backseat drivers. Whose bubble will burst at Daytona? We, I accidentally, I only, only ended the video, but now we're on the intro. We are live in three, two, one. That's so weird. This is my Korean one. Only on Apple. Okay, so we do know that the last couple of weeks, when you're not talking about Harvick and Hamlin, however, you're talking about the bubble and those last four guys to make it into the NASCAR playoffs. Three names that we're looking at right now for Daytona. And, oh, yeah, Daytona's a wild card. So who in the world knows what's going to happen there? But we're looking at William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, and Matt Benedetto. Guys, I have one week for my championship pick to make it into the playoffs. So uh, I don't think Jimmy Johnson is fine. Yeah, Jimmy should be a little concerned. Although when we were headed into Dover, he was a few points the good. We leave Dover, he's a few points out. He and his teammate, William Byron, have kind of been playing hopscotch along that line. But if we're looking at DiBenedetto, Jimmy, and, and William, I think is going to fare the best at Daytona. Grant, he doesn't have the finishes that uh, he should, but he's always fast. He's always at the front of the field. I think he's going to have some good luck on his side for some reason this coming weekend. I think Jimmy gets in by a hair. I think William's out. There's a chance both of them might not get in. You got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. sitting back there who has won at Daytona in the summer. You've got Eric Jones who's won at Daytona in the summer. You know, there are some – I don't think those guys are necessarily wild cards. They're a little bit of a dark horse just because of the performance as of late. But then again, it's Daytona. Anything can happen here. Um, But to Kim's point – you know, William Byron is not the best here. Jimmy Johnson is okay, but what have we been saying about Jimmy all year? He's got to stay out of his own way at this racetrack. Uh, I don't know how you place stage points for this race because it could come down to a stage. But do you want to be aggressive during stage one and stage two, or do you want to lay back? I mean, go back to the Roval two years ago with, with Truex and Jimmy, and Jimmy effectively took himself out of moving on to the next round of the playoffs because he was being so aggressive. Is that in the back of his head? Does he go out there and try to play calm? And does that make him miss? Who knows? There's so much going on through these guys' heads. And there's so many scenarios that can play themselves out. If I'm a crew chief, if I'm a driver, I'm sick to my stomach. If I'm anywhere other than locked into the playoffs this weekend. 
When Merriman, we talked about it on the preview show as well about manufacturers working together and how big that's become at super speedways. So do you look at your nine and your 88 teammate who are locked in and say, hey, we got two out here, help us out. And then Maddie D working with the Fords is not a bad time to work for them either. So Kim, what camp fares? You going with the Fords? You going with the Chevys? Who are you picking? Oh man, I probably am going to go with the Fords. However, Merriman did have a good point. It really could be anyone when you get to Daytona. We see so many different faces at the front of the field. I'm not going to count out Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He's great when we go to super speedways. I'll even throw in like a Matt Kenseth. Granted, he hasn't been fast um, this year with CGR, but CGR always has cars at the front of the field when we go to super speedway specifically daytona we've seen how well kurt has run there with them and matt's a multi-time winner at daytona kenseth is the biggest stick in the proverbial spokes of anybody i think now that kim mentions it i I had a radio interview the other week and don't count him out because he's really really good the chevys are really really fast and you know chip ganassi racing's got pretty good super speedway equipment so good point all right, guys, it's going to be a wild card coming up at Daytona. It's a Saturday night showdown, 7.30 on Saturday on NBC. You don't want to miss it. Let's see who gets locked in to the NASCAR playoffs. Well, yeah, we're not at the end yet. But see you tomorrow. Well, we actually are at the end. And see you tomorrow for another great episode on the NASCAR series as we head for Daytona. We'll be getting closer tomorrow.